longer lives, predictable deaths. Aging, for that part of each of us that identifies with an agile body and an unforgetful mind, is loss. Stephen Levine, A Year to Live. For most of the past hundred thousand years, life was a short and brutal affair for humans. During that epoch, an average human lifespan was barely 30 years. One in three infants typically died in childbirth or failed to reach their first birthday. Even when a child survived infancy, he or she would see the death of many siblings and often one or both parents. Infectious diseases like measles, influenza, smallpox, cholera, typhoid, malaria and plague claimed most lives. Malnutrition, homicide, accidents and wars accounted for the rest. At the beginning of the 20th century, one in four people in the West died before the age of five, mainly from infectious diseases. And old age was still rare. Less than 5% of people lived past the age of 85. A century later, this pattern has reversed itself. Today, less than 1% of deaths occur before the age of five and on average 40% of people die after the age of 85, largely from chronic diseases. What changed? Well, first, advances in public health measures like immunisation, clean drinking water, refrigeration, lower smoking rates, random alcohol breath testing, seatbelt legislation, and massive improvements in workplace safety have prevented millions of premature deaths from infectious diseases, heart attacks, strokes, cancers, and injuries. Second, medical advances such as antimicrobial infection control, vaccine development, safe blood transfusions, the discovery and widespread use of pharmaceuticals, new surgical techniques, organ transplants, and diagnostic and treatment technologies have saved the lives of millions who would have otherwise died or died younger. In the past hundred years, human life expectancy at birth increased by 30 years but the average age of death has hardly budged, still hovering around 85 years. Life expectancy at birth rose dramatically because infants and children survived their early years, and less middle-aged people were dying from lifestyle diseases like coronary heart diseases and strokes. But given a relatively fixed maximum human lifespan and an increasing average life expectancy, many more people are living long enough to die in old age. But ageing isn't for wimps. Getting old usually means acquiring a chronic disease or a disability like cancer, heart disease, musculoskeletal ailments like arthritis, or a brain and mind-related disorder like dementia. So a person who lives to the traditional retiring age of 65 in an industrialised country can expect to live more than half their remaining years with a chronic health issue that will diminish their quality of life. But not all chronic diseases are the same. People living with cancer, for instance, often survive for many years with a relatively high quality of life before they experience a short period of decline and then death. By contrast, people with chronic heart and lung conditions often lose some of their capacity and they function more slowly, usually with recurring periods of serious illness before they die. Different again are physically frail people, and those with brain-related diseases like dementia and Parkinson's disease, who often experience long periods of poor quality of life before they die. 
Across the globe, higher life expectancy and the transition of the baby boomer generation into older age is seeing a rapid rise in the number of old people living with chronic conditions. And in the next quarter century, changes in life expectancy will see a doubling in the number of people who die each year. This phenomenon is creating a demographic groundswell of people who are interested in quality of life issues as they make the long march into an extended old age before their decline and death. What do older people want from life? Surveys tell us they want to maintain or improve their physical comfort and competence, their autonomy and their dignity. They want to engage in meaningful activities and relationships and they want to feel safe from harm or misadventure. Said another way, vast numbers of people are living long enough to become more interested in adding vitality and meaning and life to the years than merely adding more years to their life. And faced with many long years ahead, many middle-aged and older people are feeling their consciousness pricked by larger existential questions. Ageing can be a time for shedding the ego before death claims us. There's plenty of evidence, for example, that older people are less interested in power and prestige than finding meaning through love and service. Getting older is also a time when we feel a greater pull to spend time with our family and friends by volunteering and by giving back in material and practical ways. And all the while, the decline and death of our parents, spouses and old friends bring death and dying into constant view. Where will I go when I die? Who am I really? What's my purpose in my remaining years? Am I truly happy? These queries centre on an old question that comes down to us from the ages. Will I find my lotus before winter?